I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the Board of Supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. My fellow Americans. It is time to take our freedom back. Morning, fellas. What's happening? Good morning, if you, if you haven't woken up <laughs> yeah. before you see Sean Northam in the morning, yeah. you're going to wake up when you see him. Yeah, Sean, gonna, how, how early do you get up? People I see you like someone. Like, well. yeah. Do you even need coffee? I can see you like jumping out of bed and just boom. Uh, you know, it's now that I'm getting older, there's a sl- it's about a 10 minute delay. So yeah. out of bed, brush the teeth, jump in the shower. And then yeah. pretty much I'm I'm full throttle at that You're point. ready to go. Yeah, yeah, ready yeah to I go. can yeah. see that. Yeah. So it's 536 in the morning, roughly, give or take. Yeah. Um, no matter how hard I go the night before. Now, <laughs> you're, you're going all day. You have this crazy energy level. What's your night look like? Uh, you know, the evenings are a little bit mellow. You know, if I have um, if I have Macy, then we're kind of keeping it mellow. Um, yeah. So not not a lot of stuff. But if I, yeah. even if I go out, if I'm at a dinner function or just hanging sure. out or, yeah. you know, having a cocktail or two, it doesn't matter. I mean, I try to get to bed about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Typically, it's about 11. But for the most part, even if it's a 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. you know, heavy, heavy send that night before. Body just wakes up at five thirty six, saying it's time to go again. Heck yeah! <laughs> well, we do have Sean Northam, attorney extraordinaire, truth seeker, truth finder, <laughs> yeah. patriot, yeah. absolutely, yeah. patriot, so patriot. So Hashtag testify. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this is a pretty interesting deal, right? Because defense attorneys kind of get a bad rap. Absolutely. Well, let's, I start mean, with, let's, let's start with the reputation, right? Yeah. So you know, the, if you mention defense attorney, the words that come to mind is scumbag shyster liar um cheater i mean legal technicality there's tv shows about this i mean there's movies about well and it it goes all the way back to before we were a country remember john adams represented the british soldiers that Mm -hmm. that shot into the crowd in boston and man all of his buddies were pissed like what are you doing you loser you know and he was like hey if we're gonna be a sure real country of a real free society such a great point because it you know um I sort of use the analogy, and people make it a little pissed off about this, but I think it's kind of funny. Like, you know, even Judas, right? Judas yeah. like gets a super bad rap. But if you if you study the Bible and you and you subscribe to the Bible's theories and philosophies and writings, and you look at Jesus, 
Jesus knew what was up, right? Yeah. So he still had complete forgiveness for Judas. Never once sort of badmouthed Judas said, look, I know you're going to betray me. It's okay. I got you. But um, so maybe it's not a proper analogy. But yeah, there's people that have to stand up and have the courage to say, look, because if, if you don't, and I'm going to go to the other extreme, if we don't have people, and I'm not, I don't sort of view myself as being a hero or whatever, but if we don't have people that step up and be courageous and do these things, then we're no better than a country who shoots down an American pilot, sure. um, puts him in a cage, sets him on fire, and drags him to the streets, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a slippery slope philosophy where the end justifies the means, and that's not how we do things in our country because we're a democracy right. and we have the Constitution, right? And that's sure. that's the living, breathing document that's alive and well. So you have people on well. both sides saying we got to follow the Constitution. You have your defense attorneys, you have your prosecutors, you have everybody in between, our staffs. So how do we get so far apart when we're all trying to support the same document? We're trying to make sure that this document gets upheld, that our society is a free society. So tell me about this relationship between the two sides, between the attorney's office and defense attorney. So, well, I just wanted to say, if, if you don't make it, if you decide to not make a choice, mm -hmm. you made a choice. Absolutely. And that's kind of how we got here. But anyway, no, 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 dude, no, right. not it's, acting yeah. is acting, but you have to be able to sort of be able cerebral enough to step back and realize and sort of look inward and go, okay, I'm choosing to not act. That in of itself is an action, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I have, a, I have a buddy that's a cop and he swore an oath to uphold the constitution. Mm -hmm. And he said he never learned one thing about the constitution. He got out and they taught him about department policy and procedure. Mm -hmm. And that's what they followed. Uh, he said, I didn't even know I was violating people's constitutional yeah. rights. One, of, one yeah. of the gripes I have with <laughs> Stephanie Bridges' office and having been in this field for you know 22 plus years is that her office has absolutely zero training programs for both her lawyers and law enforcement. And I've been an advocate um, of, of what we call ride-alongs, right? So mm. when I was a DA, I was eager to jump into sure. the car and go out, get sure. foot pursuits and run around with the cops. I loved yeah. it, right? Because yeah. I was sort of right-wing radical. Um, but- you know, the, the cops, law enforcement should spend a week with the DA's office. And in theory, a DA should spend a week with the public defender's office and vice versa, right? So the other side sees the problems and the difficulties working sure. with that other job. It would give you perspective. But Stephanie's office doesn't do that. They don't have a training program to bring officers in to teach them about the Fourth Amendment and searches and seizures. And, yeah, we have some bad traffic stops in this county. It happens. Not everyone's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was joking or I made a comment yesterday about not every victim of domestic violence is telling the truth 100%. The difficulty is if you look at Amber Heard, she's so full of shit. But if you, if you step back and say, what filters do we have in place? What procedural safeguards do we have in place to make sure that those cases don't go to trial, that, yeah. that an innocent person's convicted, yeah. right? And there's an old cliche that talks about better to have a guilty people go free than have one innocent person in, in jail. Yeah. And that's really what the Constitution is predicated upon, right? Making sure we have these procedural safeguards so pe innocent people don't get don't go to prison. Sure. Um, you know, the interesting thing with Stephanie's psychology is, you know, she's got all these great social programs now. And so mm -hmm. if you look at um, the on the primary mm -hmm. outline, Dustin, um, you know, it's there's a definition of the word narcissism, right? Now, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't opine as to somebody's mental state. Mm. But a narcissist is someone who has an excessive interest um, or admiration of oneself. Mm. And when you look at Stephanie's office, you look at these programs. So there we go. Um, and and in her campaign, I, I put this, this note up here, The Sound of Silence, right? Because it's a great line from that song that people are, are talking without speaking, right? And people who vote for her are, are, are people who are hearing without listening because mm -hmm. she has these mixed messages. She's talking about these programs that she's got. I put up these Instagram posts Oh, she's on doing here. so much for our community. So Look much. They're collecting blue jeans and she's putting on Instagram. They, she got red dot sites for her, for investigators who I haven't seen a single report from them on a call out 
what we call a call out when you respond out to a scene or an active shoot or anything. So why do they get new red dot size? But she's pubbing it going, look at what we're doing over here. Look at what we're doing over here. But what you're not doing is protecting the public because your, your felony conviction stats suck. Your felony jury trial rates suck. Mm -hmm. And so when Stephanie actually was confronted with the actual data, so there's, well, there's this misinformation. It's, it's propaganda, yeah. right? Well, it's not, I mean, go, it's easy to go get this information yourself. Go pull it, go, go do a four request to the Superior Court of um, Shasta County. Go pull the Judicial Council of California stats, right? The information is all there. All I did was go get it myself. So they, they want to do this, what do you call it? Smear campaign or whatever it is. Uh, oh no, no, he's, he's full of shit. He's full of propaganda. Um, but, but go look at this. So you've got this whole Instagram page where she's putting out these videos where she's getting likes. And that's, I think, getting back to your question, Carlos, yeah. like, where have we gone awry yeah. in our culture? We've become a culture of staring at our phones, wanting mm -hmm. likes, right? And it, it's ultimately, it's the ego, right? So psychology, psychologically speaking, the ego, we, we get conditioned where we need to be validated. I talk about this with juries, right? Oh, yeah. At a very young age, um, what's the number one fear is public speaking. Mm -hmm. Why is it public speaking? Because we don't want to look dumb. We don't want to be judged by our peers. Sure. And that gets from age two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. you know, those early formative years when you look at the psychology and the development of early childhood where we're in peer groups. And if you say something stupid, you're made fun of. And so what we teach people is attachment. Now, I won't get too spiritual here, but we teach people to acquire things, sure. right? Mm -hmm. And for the psyche, what we need to acquire is likes. And a lot of that comes from a breakdown in the familial structure that we have nowadays in our culture where uh, you don't have sort of a mom and dad or have this tight knit. Sure. I mean, I grew up sort of in a Hispanic family, German yeah. Hispanic family. There was always love. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'd have family members stay over at night. You know, I'd hug my cousins, kiss them on the cheek, hello, right? Yeah. And we've become this culture where when I traveled to Israel, you see these guys hug and kiss on the lips and kiss each other, and it's just love. It's not. And we're very detached here now. We, absolutely. We've become detached. Like we've lost this sort of innate, you know, genetic thing where um, we're afraid to love or we can't express our love in, in a sort of physical form because sure. that's taboo now, yeah. right? Okay. So there's this, this sort of. Um, distance like you said a detachment and now it's like well where do we seek validation where do we get where do we feel loved and so i always prosecuted or for a long time uh did criminal street gangs and the word out on the street is respect yeah i mean i want respect so i wouldn't shot that person because i want respect and what it really is is when you start talking to these gang members and, and when i hug a brand new client in the in the holding cell some dude has been in prison all his life and he's like what's going on i'm like hey i hug what i hear in the background is these other guys go I want that guy as my lawyer. Yeah. And I'm just being kind and and compassionate and loving. See the humanity of the person. Exactly, exactly. And so now what we've become, we've become so focused on social media that Stephanie's out there campaigning, going, look at this program, look at this program, look at this program. And when you go, well, what about your stats? Well, stats don't really matter to me, except if you look at all her Instagrams, it's all about, we got 50 genes, we collected 100 stuffed animals, mm -hmm. we've got red dots. Um, you know, and and then when you call her out on that, she did some speech where she talks about, oh, it's not about stats, it's about justice. Well, Bridget, define justice, right? Because justice means just behavior treatment. And in the Jacob Pauline's case a few weeks ago, after her after the case was dismissed because of Brady violations, so they violated the U.S. Constitution, they violated the, the ethics, they violated the rights of my of a criminal defendant. Stephanie Bridget's office, Stephanie Bridget has had a temper tantrum. So she's so pissed off that she got exposed and called out that her office won't go to that trial court anymore. They won't go to that judge. 
So what that means is you're creating a backlog of trials with an open courtroom that could be doing jury trials and clearing out our backlog from COVID. And we're not because Stephanie Bridges' office is filing this challenge and Stephanie Bridges' office is creating a further backlog with the risk of case are gonna get dismissed because mm -hmm. you have 60 days. So she, Stephanie Bridges is impeding the criminal justice system in Shasta County because she's having a temper tantrum. Sure. She got butt hurt because she got exposed, her office right. got exposed for doing some shady shit. And now it's like, well, you know what? We're not just, we're not gonna go to Judge McKee. So no. when Stephanie's out there campaigning about, it's about justice and we take tough cases to trial, again, it's smoke and mirrors, mm -hmm. right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's sit down, shut up, don't be a critical thinker. Sure. Don't analyze stuff. Just listen to what I'm saying. Listen to, you know, drink the clay that I'm pouring for you and, and then move along, right? Yeah. Nothing to see here. Yeah. So um, there's another ally I created where uh, if we go to other oh, Brady roll, right? So um, again, I think we've talked about this too. Actually, we can click on that one, Ian Frazier. Um, so Ian Frazier is one of Steffi Bridges' right-hand picked guys to lead her A-team on the PG&E case, right? Okay. And in that case, they're prosecuting PG&E for the Zog fire. Fair enough. The difficulty with Stephanie's choice is that Ian Frazier, number one, comes from a workers' comp background. So all this smack talk and all this hyperbole and all this you know, yeah. campaign smear about Eric Jensen, about mm -hmm. not being qualified to be a prosecutor, be a DA, um, yeah. you hired a dude <laughs> and you handpicked him to be on your A team. So what is, again, it's, it's, hey, don't, you know, air chance is not qualified. Meanwhile, she yeah. hired a dude from the same area of law and handpicked him. Smoke and mirrors. It is smoke and mirrors. And I really just would encourage voters and listeners to go pull the curtains back, right? Um, it, it's look through the smoke and mirrors because you're going to see that Stephanie is a complete hypocrite, right? Mm. She's got people campaigning against Eric Jensen. He's not experienced. He's not qualified. Well, then, you, but you hire somebody from the same field, yeah. right? And not only did you hire that person, you picked them to be part of your A team. But let's talk about that person, Mr. Ian Frazier. He has three separate Brady violations. And as we talked about before, um, the Brady rule is simple. Mm. In Brady, uh, you, the, a prosecutor violates the U.S. Constitution if they don't turn over evidence that's favorable to the defense. Yeah. It's a simple rule. And... Frequently what the DA's office argues up here is, and this gets back to training, is that, um, well, the defense didn't ask for it. Well, they didn't, we, we told them there was the report, but they didn't ask for it. Well, fuck you, you have to fucking give it to us. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're talking about when, when I was there? Yeah, so yeah. John, you were there, you watched this whole shit show that was the Jacob Pauline's case, right? And the I, I watched them contradict, I watched that lady contradict herself in, <laughs> the next sentence. Yeah. I mean, in one sentence, she's making one excuse saying, well, I didn't know. But then on the other hand, she produced the paperwork that came back with nothing. So where she was saying, well, I, di I didn't, uh, I didn't think that it, it, if it would have come back, if there was nothing there, but right. then there's a bunch of other cases where it's like, well, the, it came back with nothing all these other times. And you had that, but then all of a sudden you didn't. And then in the next sentence, she goes, well, I thought I'd save some trees. Right. I didn't want to print out the email because I, mean, I want to save some trees. But but so these violations have been going on since Stephanie took over, right? So there wasn't a lot of Brady violations during um, Steve Carlton's rest in peace um, tenure. But when you look at Miss Hagee, um, when when Judge McKee asked her, "Hey, why didn't you why didn't you notice this? Why didn't you turn this over?" Her response was, um, uh, "What did she say? You know, Judge, I have to be completely frank. I'm still fairly new to California law." So that's your cop out. So, hey, Stephanie Bridget, where's your training program? 
You've got red dot sites. You've got collecting some denim. You got blue you, jeans. You got blue jeans. You got you got <laughs> toys for tots. Uh, and there was National Pencil Day. So apparently, for the veterans, and it's it's not a knock on veterans. We need to do more for our veterans in our country. Absolutely, hundred percent. But getting social media publicity and likes because you're passing out pencils is that really making a difference? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Hey, tell me, tell me about number three right there. What is the uh, the defendant was charged with possession of body armor? Is that is that a thing? So yeah, so so in theory, people are not supposed to have body armor, right? In yeah. theory, and if you're a felon, you certainly can't have it. Yeah. So in the Davis case, Ian Frazier um, had sent an email over to the public defender saying, "Hey, we've got this body armor." The defense claim was that it was a, basically a paintball or an airsoft vest, right? So, so they're getting ready for trial, and Ian says, "Yeah, you guys can test the vest." Well, they get close to trial, and they're like, "Oh, well, the vest got destroyed." So you destroyed the one piece of evidence. Yeah. And so Ian Fraser's argument was, "We still can go forward with this trial." And Judge Flynn, who who had this case, said, "Dude, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You destroyed the only evidence, right?" And so. Um, there was a Brady motion and a violation. Judge Flynn found, yes, in fact, uh, they did violate Brady. The, the DA did because the this vest got destroyed. And, mm -hmm. and um, Brady requires or says that the DA's office is responsible for governmental conduct if they know about it right. Is there no repercussions when you violate Brady? Like when you get found guilty of doing it, shouldn't <sighs> you take it to the bar? Or? You know, uh, let's let's just be honest about this for a second. So in, in a, a much far worse case, um, people be Justin Null up there. Um, I don't know if you can go to that exhibit. Um, doesn't, there we go. So scroll down. It's just crazy to me. I mean, if I was going to court, yeah, where's your like accountability? You were, like yeah. you, when you Page went to court, I'd say, hey, does this prosecutor have a Brady? Because yeah. I don't want this guy 100%. No, absolutely. So, so, so we've got a little bit of time. So let me just spend us on Ian Frazier because he has three separate violations. He's violated two court orders where court said, hey, hey, Mr. Frazier, I want you to meet with this defense attorney. I want you to watch this video and come back in a few weeks. And we're going to talk about resolving this case. Yeah. So fast forward two weeks, Ian's like, well, it was a visiting judge who ordered him to do that. He didn't think that that visiting judge was going to be back. But guess who was back? The universe has a funny way of working, right? Yeah. So his karma came back to him. And the judge is like, so did you sit down and watch the video? And he goes, nope. And so, so, so it gets worse. He's like, well, I ordered you to do it. Well, da, 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 da. And he's just making his excuses, right? And it becomes a basic shit show. And the judge is pissed off saying, I haven't seen this behavior in 30 years. I've never seen a behavior from this, from, yeah. from a prosecutor like Mr. Fraser. Was he trying to save power maybe? You know. <laughs> like, just like, just like saving, saving trees, trees, you know. Yeah, I was, you just, know. I was yeah. just trying to save some yeah, power. Well, that's the next he's Instagram. Green. That's, he's that's green. the next Instagram. Yeah, we are, we're, we're now saving the environment. We're, we're saving trees. We're saving power. There's no water. So, so we have no hydroelectric, right? So we know the reservoirs are down right now. We're we're draining the aquifer. So guess what? But, right. but I drove my electric car to work. Absolutely. Because it doesn't it doesn't hurt the environment to make So those, wait, I'll, make I just want to touch on something real quick, Sean. Yeah. And just say that, okay, because it, it's... You're pointing out Ian, obvious to me, is because he's the example of the office. Correct. Handpicked by Bridget. Now he's had how long and already three Brady violations. He directly goes against a judge's order. order. Yeah. It, like, so this is a display, to be clear for listeners. Absolutely. This That's is... why you're targeting Ian. For, you have no, like, uh, nothing against them. Oh, I don't care about him. Yeah, I, I have right. nothing against personally anything against the whole DA's office. Right. I don't. I just want to make that clear because people get all weird. They'll listen to this and go, you know. 
Well, he's just going after Ian, Ian Frazier. Right. Well, no, Maybe this, he's got an axe that yeah, This is why. Pick. Yeah, right. exactly. Some right. weird thing like that. It's a, it's a clear depiction as I'm watching this. I'm going, this is a display of a leader's culture. Yeah. No, it is a cult of what I call a cult of personality because it starts at the top, right? Right. And if Stephanie Bridget was that concerned about justice and following the Constitution, mm -hmm. she would have training programs for her prosecutors. Yeah. Hey, this is Brady. Brady says, we just turn everything over. And their, their arguments are always, well, you didn't ask for it. Well, the law back in 1995 and 1985 changed. Mm -hmm. It used to be, if you were a defense lawyer, you had to ask for it. In 1995, a case came out, Kyles v. Whitley, from the U.S. Supreme Court. It said, no, 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 we're not done anymore. Hey, government, you have an affirmative obligation. But, but Stephanie's office, the refrain, their constant mantra is, we told you that there may be something. You're supposed to go get it. But that's, that's not the law. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, let me go back to Courtney Hagee real quick. And I don't know if we can jump because there's this great quote from her. Um, John was there too. It was, it was phenomenal. Where um, oh, you have the transcripts? I do have the transcripts. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So everything I did was paraphrasing, but he's got the real deal. Let here. me see where where did Miss Hagee go? Um, I got it here. So she basically says um, the judge is like, well, you know, Mr. Northam saying you have an affirmative obligation to go get this material and this information, right? Um, there we go. So if you look at page. Um, 11 of the transcript from Justin Joel, the courts talk about it. the prosecution must disclose material exculpatory evidence when a defendant makes a specific request, a general request, or none at all. That's the law on Brady. So why hasn't this DA's office figured it out? And Courtney, God bless her, um, if I can find it. That was such a good one, too. So she's asked, why um, why did you turn us over? And her response was this, Your Honor, we told Mr. Northam about the moral turpitude entries, but given the fact that there's so many entries and so many arrests and so many convictions, surely it can't be the standard that we have to turn over everything. Hmm. And I'm just beating my head going, so your basic response, why you didn't comply with the US, Consti US Constitution is because it's too much it's too fucking much work. work? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Since when does your moral, ethical, and obligation on the US Constitution stop because... It's too much work. Yeah. Now, if you ask, ask Stephanie Bridget, all she does is talk about how hard those people work, right? They spend hours at night working on the weekends. Okay, well, if you're doing that much work, you're still violating the Constitution, so what's the point, right? Yep. You're expending resources. Have we, have we seen any quotes from her? Has she been asked about the Brady violations? I haven't, I haven't. So I don't know that anyone's actually called her out on Brady. Apparently, what I've heard is that um, Stephanie and one of her... her Senior deputies in the office mm -hmm. are claiming there's only one Brady violation. I actually brought a sheet today. There's 10 documented Brady violations. I have yeah. the case numbers. I've got the transcripts. I've got the minute orders. So the information is there. It's not propaganda. It's all, I mean, it's propaganda from the other side calling sure. this propaganda. Sure. This is actual raw, hardcore data where it's like, just go pull the case numbers. I'll post so, it. So I'll, there's no room for interpretation. I mean, no. either it is or it isn't, right? So somebody had to say this is a Brady violation. 100% cause. There's not, it's, it's clear. It's just, if you don't do this, it's a Brady violation. Yeah. Now there's a couple cases where uh, a Brady motion was filed and the court, I'm going to get back to the point you brought up, what do you do here? Um, where the court's like, well, um, I'm not going to quite call it a Brady violation, but I'm going to grant a continuance or I'm going to order you to turn it over. So there's not a, a sort of a blessing of it's Brady, sure. but, but in, of the 10 cases that I pulled, 
there's probably eight actual documented Brady violations. Now, why is this so important? Somebody watching this is okay. Here, this word Brady, I hear this violation. Why is it so important? Because uh, people might see this and say, "Oh, well, it's just um, procedural no, misstep, no. you know, like, or, or, or something with such." So, explain. I mean, we know why it's, it's important. Big, it's, explain, explain though to our viewers why it's so important that violations like this aren't made. If you're if you're a cop, if I'm a cop with a Brady and I arrest John. First thing Sean's going to do, representing John, is tell the jury, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Officer Clinton and he's got a Brady." Yeah. And once he explains what that is, they probably wouldn't even. So let's play that. Well, out. Let's so play so, that out. so do, here's do, what happens do on do this. That. Do so that. I want to. So I have a case, like. and yeah. I know that, um, for example, down in Tama County, right? I don't want I don't want to mess too much down there, but um, there is a Brady violation for somebody who's running for sheriff, right? So yeah. he is he on the Brady list? I don't think that he is, but when you get on that list as an officer, essentially your testimony is forever compromised. So whatever work you're doing out of there, right, is gonna is gonna be um, it's gonna be questioned because you've got an issue with honesty, right? And so 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 when he gets arrested or he's the cop and arrest somebody, when he's got Brady, yeah, I'm, I'm doing what we call a pitches motion. I'm gonna go get those records, and now you're like. As a DA, you're going, all right, well, this guy's got a Brady. How much do I want to push on this case or do I want to let it go? Because ultimately the jury's going to find out about this conduct, right? Yeah. And it's going to, and then the jury's going to go, huh, Mr. Officer, you lied over here. How do we know you're not lying over here? Yeah. So it compromises the whole integrity of the process, the arrest, the prosecution, and Brady compromises the U.S. Constitution. That's why people should be concerned because um, when Brady violations happen, cases get dismissed. And yeah. so that's, so you're talking about, you may have a pretty violent felon where uh, on the Pauline's case, I mean, they, they allege that he engaged in five separate acts of domestic violence, was beating up his girlfriend, doing mm. all this stuff. And guess what happened to him? Mm. Case got dismissed because the DA violated Brady. Now, if the DA just turns over the stuff, deal the hand, deal all the cards. Let's be above board. Let's be fair. Um, hey, let's comply with the Constitution. I don't know. We live in yeah. America, man. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Um, let's do our duty under the U.S. Constitution. Let's honor the founding fathers. Let's let's use this document that's living, breathing our criminal justice system, and stick to it. And then let's see where the see where the cards you know where the cards fall. The thing with Stephanie, she says it's not a win at all costs um, for her office, but it is though because how else do you have ten Brady violations where you haven't prosecutors like in the Justin Joel case where it's a carjacking case? This is dirty, dude. This guy is so fucking dirty. Sorry, um, it gets me pissed off because so. In Justin Joel, guy gets charged with carjacking, stealing a car, and the, the initial report is um, the defendant had a had a knife. Cops roll out. Officer Frank um, find out in the fact uh, the defendant didn't have a knife; that the two knives in the car belonged to the victim. So that information gets suppressed. They go to trial. Ian Fraser goes to trial, finds out about this information that that the defendant never had a knife. The case is closed. So they're doing a jury instruction. And it comes out that the defendant never had a knife. And Ian then tries to shift and say, well, we want to allege that the, that the weapon was a, a screwdriver, which is a complete lie. So all throughout trial, Ian is doing this charade and arguing to the jury and cross-examining a public defender investigator. And, and I have a transcript from it saying, it's this one right here, um, saying that, um, that, you know, you try to create this impression that, um, the public defender investigator was lying, and meanwhile, Ian knew all along as he's as he's cross examining this investigator, trying to you know imply and, and create this facade to the jury that this investigator is lying about the victim saying, "Hey, the dude never had a knife; those knives were mine." Ian knew all along 
the defendant never had a knife. And so it gets exposed and the judge gets pissed off. And getting back to your, to your question, when you, so I'm going to circle back around, the judge makes a finding that Ian did not intentionally withhold the Brady information. I disagree. I respectfully disagree. I've read through the transcript. I've read through the motions and the briefs. I don't understand how anyone could come to a, a conclusion other than he withheld that information. How do you argue in front of a jury that this defendant had a knife and did a carjacking when you know he did it? It's, it's disgusting. It's repugnant. I mean, then this is Stephen Bridges' right-hand guy in the PG&E case. This is one of, one of the three violations that he has. And so it finally comes out, and the judge ends up um, writing this opinion uh, about this case and saying, like, dude, you knew about it, and you didn't, you didn't tell us. Yeah. And, and, and again, people watching this might say, well, and they're going to say this, well, that guy was a scumbag anyway. That guy's been a career criminal. He's been committing crimes his whole life. He's been in, uh, out of jail his entire adult life. You know, it doesn't matter. So he justifies. He justifies these missteps, these procedural missteps that are so important. They violate the Constitution because in their minds they say, well, he's a shitbag anyway. You know, he deserves to go to, right. to but jail then, or, so or prison. You know? You're absolutely right. But then that's a means that justifies the end, right? Because now we're cutting corners. Now we're violating the Constitution. And that's okay because that guy was a scumbag. Sure. But it's just a matter of time until somebody. Until what about when you were a scumbag? Well, yeah. that, 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 that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> the, 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 well, right. That, that, no, you, that, that's my point. My point is, these are people that have never been on the other end. Right. They're, they've never faced there, that. There has know? to be a balance. One hundred percent. But at, at the end of the day, you know, the, the procedure is clear. At the end of the day, the constitution is clear. You Correct. Know? Correct. And we look at these people, and this has changed the way that I look at people. You know, I used to watch the news, big. Oh yeah, that guy probably did. Yeah, he's probably guilty. Yeah, he's right. you know, career criminal, shitbag. But now I think, shoot, man, if that's the way we go entering into this process, well, we already think this person's guilty because, well, and they said this over and over again in court, right? When they're uh, during Vaudeer and during all these things, they say, well, do you believe that there's a reason that Mr. Zapata is in this courtroom today? You know, he, well, he must have done something, right? Right. And, right. and that's part of the deal. So people have that mentality. Well, he must have done something because he's here, you know? And that's uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about because we've talked about it one time is uh, her problem, Stephanie's problem in knowing good guys from bad guys. Um, the, some of the cases that she's taken up versus not. And we all know some people besides Carlos. I've had other friends in the community watch. I have an old friend, Wayne Williamson. I was going to bring up Wayne Williamson. That's a tragic case uh, right there where Stephanie went after that guy. Dude, he's 87. I have friends Protecting who are his wife and family. And, and forced to eat, forced, sorry, Carlos, no, 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 forced, no, 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 to, no. forced to eat a misdemeanor weapons charge because he didn't want to go to trial and have his elderly wife testify. Exactly. That's horrifying. <laughs> Yet she, she claims to be pro 2A, yeah. and that happened in a rural Conwood, right? I know. And again, it's smoke and mirrors, pull the curtains back. I have friends in law enforcement today here working that say I have cases on her desk, child molest, molestation cases, you know, child abuse cases, domestic violence cases that are just cut and dry, black and white, that she will not prosecute. Why? Well, how about I, West Valley? West Valley. West, West Valley's yeah. a great case. Yeah. And, and again, I've talked to some people about that. What I can say with confidence is that those, at least a couple separate instances were, were verified by through the school board that those sex assaults happened. Mm. And that case goes to Stephanie Bridget, what happened? They declined to file. And then they won't talk about it, right? So they're like, yeah, we're gonna protect kids, we're gonna protect families. Well, meanwhile, you've got families in Conwood that what? Don't merit their protection mm -hmm. because of why? And mm -hmm. Stephanie won't answer those questions because, I mean, I on my Facebook uh, and that Facebook post, got into court last week by the DA's office who referenced it. So I know that they've seen it. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I challenged them to a debate. I'll debate Stephanie, Ben Hanna, all their top brass. I'll, I'll debate like 10 of them. Yeah. 
Let's talk about your ethics. Let's talk about numbers. Let's talk about case files. Crickets, right? No. So Stephanie's she's a coward. Yeah. She's afraid to get in front of somebody who's actually educated or who's not even who cares about my the letters behind my name, who's done the time and the research to go pull up this data. She won't talk to those people, right? Sure. She'll just do no, you know, she was on some show recently we talked about Oh, there's all these conversations about, you know, trial stats and numbers and numbers are going up and numbers are going down. Fucking bullshit, dude. Well, there's two sources, the Superior Court and Judicial Council of California. And your numbers are going down. There's no do numbers going right up. Let, she wishes know, they were going up. Our most popular podcast that we've had thus far was the last one that Sean was on. Because people are watching this. People are really watching what's going on around there. I hope so, They're man. interested in this race. Uh, because it matters. Because people like me are affected. People like you are affected. Everybody's right. affected by who the DA is. Right. It sets a culture for how crime and punishment is going to be dealt well, with. I think, it, well, I I think, think that's a really in, good in point. County. Bringing it back to you know, how does it affect the guy. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Sure. Do I care that much about the DA? Well, this There's is what a I, question I want to pose yes. at this table right now, yeah, why and why? Right. Why? why? Why you should care is because Stephanie Bridget came to our community meeting and said, hey, listen, Prop 47, Prop 57, AB 109, our hands are tied, and there's just not a lot we can do to keep these people in jail. Well, you can't say that to our community and at the same time go after people for protecting their own family no, or their right, own stuff. Right. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. If you see a guy in your shop stealing your stuff... Your first thought when you're going in there to keep him from doing it shouldn't be, man, I don't want to get in trouble. That right. should never enter your mind. Never, never. You so a so, couple words on that line. It's allocation of resources, right? There's a limited budget that the DA's office has. And if they're spending those taxpayer dollars on resources or those resources on feudal prosecutions, um, cases that don't really have a merit, you know, cases like where you have two two lawyers sitting in a courtroom with three other defense lawyers because one one prosecutor can't handle three defense lawyers, which... Is just crazy to me because in Sacramento, we would routinely have three, four, five defendants, and there's one DA assigned to that case. Mm. Now you'd have help from your investigators, but you're you know, you don't need more lawyers because there's more defense lawyers. The defense isn't going to be different. Yeah. You know, it's slightly one different. One at a time. One yeah. at a time, man. I mean, I'll take on six. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? But it's it's allocation of resources, and it's public safety, right? Because <coughs> excuse me, because when she's going after the wrong guys or she's getting cases dismissed on violent felons. That creates a public safety risk. And so that's why people should care who's going to follow the law, who's going to uphold the Constitution, who's going to take these taxpayer dollars and allocate them in a fiscally responsible way to the cases that need to get prosecuted, right? Prosecuting a dude for spilling some fucking water when you don't prosecute some kids for getting sexually assaulted violently, that's a problem. People should care about that. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I was uh, driving home and I saw this old man walking on 299 and he was he had to be pushing 90. And it was 110 out. 100. The, the sign said 115, 16. That was on the blacktop. I mean, it was probably sure, legit 110 sure. degrees. And I pulled over and I was like, what are you doing out here? You know what I mean? He goes, oh, you know, I had to, I had to go to court. And I was like, well, oh, I was like, you want to ride home? Where do you live? And he's like, out in Keswick. He was walking. He was kind of by Shasta oh, High. Man. And he's walking home out to Keswick. Sure. And I go, what'd you do? And he goes, well, I was driving without a seatbelt. And this guy was pushing 90 and he was fighting it. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you, man. And that that is the type. I don't get how uh, uh, these pedophiles <laughs> don't get prosecuted. But this old door. man, I mean, he'd been around since the cars yeah. had been developed pretty much. Yeah. And they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and this guy was, the wheel was invented, right? Dude. <laughs> no seatbelt in his car. Right, no, he's he he by himself. Right. Like he was in it. You know? So now that almost displays to me the filter down. And, and maybe you could speak to this, Sean, of that same culture getting all the way down to law enforcement. 
Well, and it's, again, does it does it filter all the way down to what the well, the, what the DA is going to actually right? prosecute? Absolutely. So I'm going to target the crimes that are actually going to get prosecuted, or it's a waste of my time if I target this crime. And, and it, she, I know she is not going to prosecute. Is that does that start happening? So again, so so the point I, I, that's a good point, line because you're talking about communication between the DA's office and law enforcement. I I have many many friends who are sort of what I would call the ground soldiers, right? They're on a, they're on yeah. they're out on patrol. Yeah. They don't like Stephanie Bridget because. She has a, a media relations officer paying 80 and 90 grand to, to do Instagram videos, but Stephanie can't- She has hire. a media officer. Yeah, no, she does. She has a media right, person. Right, right, right. right, So, but Stephanie can't hire or create a, a, a court liaison position saying, hey, let me get somebody in here full time that's going to call the cops and say, hey, bro, you just pulled a graveyard, or hey, I know you're working a graveyard tonight. Court got continued today. Don't come to court tomorrow morning, yeah. right? Yeah. Or hey, Mr. Witness or Mr. Victim, two weeks ago, I'm dealing with a lady who was victimized, had like 11 broken bones by a defendant. Shows up to court. She's clearly traumatized. She's crying. And I'm trying to handle it for the DA's office going, let me see if I can put you in touch with the DA. Sure. The case wasn't even on calendar. So no one bothered to call her off from the DA's office and say, hey, Miss Victim, don't come to court. We're not going to emotionally traumatize you again. We'll let you know when you need to be there. She didn't get that courtesy, right? And so it's communication. And Stephanie's office doesn't communicate with the regular foot guys who are out there doing all the hard work. Or victims. Or victims. Or witnesses. It happens all the time. But yet, you know, you've got an Instagram video talking about, you know, identity theft with Ben Hanna. You know, I don't know. It, it boggles my mind that the amount of wasted resources. And if you talk to Steffi, she's like, well, don't don't talk about facts. Let's talk about this program I have. And, and let's talk about justice. Well, there's, there's no justice in Shasta County really for anybody, including victims. And that's why people should get out. People should vote. Go now, do your research. Where can people find this kind of research? This kind so of so it's so evidence. the case number is on there. It's Justin Joel. It's twenty F two seven one nine. You go to you go to room two nineteen, the Shasta County Superior Court, and say I want to pull this case file. It's it's not hard. They have to give it to you. You can even get copies of the documents. I think it's twenty cents a page, twenty five yeah. cents a page. Um, but again, if you do a FOIA request to Melissa Fowler Bradley, you can get the jury trial stats. Sure. Right. So mm -hmm. it's the information's all out there. Um, you know, Stephanie just keeps glossing it over because that's what she wants. She doesn't want people to pay attention. She doesn't want informed voters. She doesn't want educated voters. She just wants people to drink her Kool-Aid. Sure. So we got about five minutes left, Sean. The floor is yours. Oh, I just man. want to let you know if uh, there's anything you wanted to you know, cover. I, again, I think it just goes back to um, that lyric from The Sound of Science where Bridget is speaking without, you know, talking without speaking. I mean, mm -hmm. she's, she's just saying this fluff stuff. Let's talk about justice. Let's talk about my people work really hard. She's adopted this victim mentality, right? We're working really hard for you guys. You know, we're getting justice. We're getting justice for people, uh, which sounds awesome, right? I mean, yeah, rah, rah, rah. Let's rally the troops. I'm doing that. And you're like, man, good for Stephanie. And then if you actually like look into it, you're going like, how? Yeah. How exactly are you doing what you're saying you're doing? Because sure. your trial stats aren't there. You know, when you talk about the seatbelt, that 92.46% conviction rate she's got, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a seatbelt ticket. Yeah. That's driving on suspended license. That's driving without insurance. So she's using all these cases. You know, we got we got 10,000 cases in last year. We resolved 8,000 of them, 92.46. Bullshit. Sure. Yeah. Let's get to the stuff that matters. Let's get to, to felonies. Let's get to property crimes. Let's get to stuff that makes the public safer and feel better. And when you look at those numbers and those metrics, She's doing a horrible job. So why don't we bring her into debate? I wonder if she'd come in.
You, I, look, I I'll debate earlier. you, Stephanie Bridget. Yeah. I know you're going to listen to this podcast. You you see my Facebook well, post. Yeah, I mean, let's I do it. you that those clowns that work in our office are going to watch. They're going to go run and tell, tell their boss, you know? I say and, Sean Northern uh, versus, like, five of them. Oh, dude, dude I, would, I would do it. Bring dude. Miller. Bring those assholes. <laughs> okay, man. let's do let's Miller do and Weber. Let's do... Nolan. Um, Nolan. Nolan, Nolan Weber. Yeah, Nolan yeah. Weber. Yeah. Uh, let's do Ben Han. Let's do Stephanie Bridget. Let's do Kelly Kafel. Low-hanging fruit, man. Dude, you know? I put on my Facebook post. <laughs> these are the these are the areas we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. And and they got pissed off because I mentioned something in that Facebook post, and they brought it up to a judge. And and so I know they're seeing my Facebook post. After watching the way those clowns acted at that debate that we all went to, oh, dude, that's come you on, know? that's and so were, unprofessional. They, they, they were yelling at Eric and answer the fucking question, this and that. Finally, I turned around, I told Noah Weber, I go, "Do you shut the fuck up?" Right. You know. I, I thought it was great when I, Eric I asked said, him. I wish he said something about it. I wish he said something back to me, you know? Will you spill some water on him? I'll slap, the, I'll slap the fuck out of that guy, dude, you know? Seriously. You want to act tough? Uh, you want to act an asshole? Be a man. Let's that, go. That's a charge. You know? That's a charge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let well, you know, he, yeah, he had some yeah. keyboard warrior post talking about how I, I you know, do like I would slap child rapists and, and wife killers. I'm I like, would do this actually, all I've never ripped a wife killer. You know? I yeah. thought it was great when Eric asked the crowd, hey, so how many people here work for Stephanie Bridget? And they're all, oh, we don't have to tell you nothing. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. That's the kind yeah. of stuff. It's like it's like fourth grade oh. high school or a fourth grade class president of politics with, with that office, right? Yeah. I mean, they're like calling Dude, me I would pay, Voldemort. I'm a villain. Like, I would pay. Here you go. Here, here's a standing offer, man. I will pay you $1,000 to come to the Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Palo Cedro, you know, and, and take a class. Right. You know? Who? If you're Nolan Weber, if you're uh, Anthony oh, Miller. Oh, I was going to say. I will pay you a $1,000 check if you Can show I go up and train day? with me. No, I want to. We're going to sell tickets. We're going to get some concessions. <laughs> Can we have beer? Come. I'll break you in half. Please, show up, you know? <laughs> show well, up. Free they, class. They sit behind the keyboard. You know, Again, it's 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 America nowadays. Or the universe, right? It is. I'm a keyboard warrior. I'm going to do all this stuff. I got some nasty email from some dude who was just talking way crazy shit yeah. uh, after yesterday I was on the radio and I'm like dude alright bro I've been through the murder of my brother by my nephew I've lost most yeah. of my family if you think calling me some names or saying I'm doing this is gonna get to me yeah. you must seriously miss Stephen missing. King yeah it was Stephen <laughs> King <laughs> oh my god there's so much information out there go ahead Lonnie yeah I just wanna say it, you're the right guy on the defense side, how yeah. first we're like, you get labeled and all this stuff, but you're at that that bedrock, the foundation of upholding this, innocent and proving, Absolutely. until proven guilty. Absolutely. And I want that Absolutely. shot. So it's important that that for me to have that perspective as a listener or viewer, the defense attorneys and the angle they're looking at it, they're not just getting there. They don't, they're not on salary. You're not. You, no, have, you no. have to know the nuance of all of this. And you are the guy that's not afraid to face the prosecutors and face public scrutiny. So you are the guy to bring all this forward. And I just got to say thank you for the hours because it takes a long time. It takes some balls, let's face it, to step up and do this publicly. And you're going on the radio now. Now they're targeting you. They're looking I at your Facebook totally and cool. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's not an easy <laughs> thing to handle. So I just wanted to 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 throw that out there before this thing ends and say you are the guy to do it. And and I, appreciate appreciate it. Appreciate I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's it the role of a defense lawyer is to keep the government in check and make sure, sure. that that constitution is alive and well. Which is the most important. Every thing single courtroom yes. and every single courthouse in America, right? Yep. And if we stop doing that. Guess what's gonna happen? Pretty soon, it's gonna be the government just doing run and rat roughshod all over all over yeah. us, yeah. and then there goes our freedom, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, yeah, so, yeah no, important. I, it's I appreciate you guys having on here, so yeah. give me a form to speak. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Because the, the message has got to get out there. People need to be informed. We'll keep doing we it. Need yeah. to educate we'll keep themselves. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Purveyor of the truth, drainer oh, of the like swamp. That. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so wild man. As, as Car- I wanted, I'd like to try some alligator crocodile. That's for sure. <laughs> as Carlos was saying, uh, the last one we had with him two weeks ago was the most, uh, the most viewed popular, podcast. most viewed podcast we had. I mean, five times over. And uh, a yeah. huge part of that, I mean, the most important part was the was the the information and and it. your care, your uh, charisma and everything like that. But then also, I wanted to take the time to thank everybody for watching it. And one of the yeah, absolutely. One of the yeah, most right? important I, I, things I was like to, was uh, sharing uh, sharing the content, and that's one way you guys can get in the arena. Um, <laughs> nobody makes money in this. Everybody's donating their time. <laughs> there, we lose money. And one thing you can do to really help this get this information out there that's so important to expose um, all this information is just by sharing it. Please, yeah, I got share, a share. text message from Nathan Blaze immediately after your last podcast. Nathan Blaze, yeah. Nathan Pinkney, contact me. Says he, <laughs> he says he's not wrong about a lot of things. Even he knows. Well, well no, know. and and I, you know I don't have a personal issue with Nathan. It's yeah. you guys, whatever yeah. it is. But the, the point is, everything I'm saying is factually correct. It's just the truth. And so there's yeah. not. I'm, it's not a left. It's not a right. It's. It's there's a U.S. Constitution. Amen. Stephanie Bridget is not following. And it. That's not a and knock on Nathan. I'm, I'm no, saying, no, yeah, no, so no. There's, there's people on both sides saying, uh, "Hey, you know what? Sean's telling the truth. Let's right. pay attention it, here." It just go. You know? It's just facts, man. The truth is easy when you're just dealing with facts. You know, it's just mm. go the other. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I appreciate everyone who's watching. And yeah, dude, get out there, share this, get out there and vote, educate yourself. Go Eric um, Jansen. This is demo- <laughs> this is democracy in action, man. This is this is, this is it. why it's yeah. beautiful to be an American. It's exciting because yeah. Ukraine doesn't have this right now. They don't yeah. have podcasts going on, yeah. right? Middle East, they don't have this stuff. We get to sit around and talk about our government, what's going on, and that's a that's a blessing and a luxury and something we shouldn't take for granted. Well, Putin yeah. would already whacked you in the head with a shovel. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. And share with your friends. Share this. Send it to your friends. Email it. You know, send them a link. Text them. So yeah, me and me and Jeremy talked. Uh, I was talking to him yesterday, and I came up with an idea. And I said, you know what? Let's give away a gun once a month to whoever shares the content the most. Oh. And uh, we're trying to figure it out. And he's like, well, if it's the most shares, and it'll go to the people that have the most followers every time. So I think we're going to come up with a raffle system. So every time you share the content, it's equal to a raffle, raffle ticket. ticket. Not we're going to give away guns, ANC's storable have a food. Day with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> he needs cafes to have a How about their investigators? No, legally. Yeah. You know what? Gun he has a new oh, 40 caliber. I, I, you know, I got rid of my other one. <laughs> Thanks, thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Sean. Thanks again, and thank all you guys. Always. Love you guys.